Okay. Uh, welcome to my views are my own bonus episode. My reviews are my own. And as we were just talking, I got through a lot of technical difficulties just then. And yeah. I wanted to tell you something uh, just crazy before we started, you know, like when I started doing these bonus episodes, it was just because like, I was like, oh, I don't make enough content and I should, you know, you have keep, some yeah, subscribers yeah. now. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I made one, I made one called uh, Doug and Dominic Review Con Air. And oh, okay. But it, it was bizarre because first of all, uh, Dominic had been, he was using, like, he was zooming me on his cell phone. Uh-huh. Excited. He waves his arms around. And so oh. we ended up losing uh, at least 50% of that podcast because he would get stoked about what he was saying and then just wave his phone away from his face. Oh, no. But just put it down. Just prop it up somewhere. It's kind of an easy fix. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing <laughs> is, at the time, I was still kind of being like, well, you know, these, are, these aren't like, like when I, you know, when I contacted you and I was like, you had to be on the podcast. I love your podcast. I love your humor and all that shit. So like, you know, that's typically, that's like, that's the, um, the main thing this podcast does is interviews people, but we do these, uh, right. and even the movie reviews was kind of an accident. And sure. uh, it was not, not to go too far. I just have to talk about this one particular thing. What I did with Dominic, we lost half the audio because of his gesticulations. What a, wow, wow. That's a- it ended up being really short and it ended up being more popular. And I don't want to like hurt anybody's feelings, so I won't say m- much about it. But that movie review ended up being more popular than like several of my real episodes with real people. Wow. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. People have like people love movies. And uh yeah, I think anything about movies just like makes people super jazzed, especially something like Con Air. Like that's yeah. it. That's like, yeah, yeah. Get down with that. You know what I mean? And so how I, I understand that. Take this off is realizing how successful the Con Air movie review was. I thought mm-hmm. to myself, why don't I pick a movie that no, it's, it's, it's not even an art movie. It's not like a Criterion nope. collection that no one watches. It's nope. just a movie that no one watches. And, and I looked it up yeah. and uh, it apparently got a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Yep. Really tanked. Before I say another word about this movie, I want to say something about myself. Okay, please do. Sure. I want, because I, uh, Rotten Tomatoes is like an aggregate of uh, professional movie critics. And that's how they get those scores. It's like people that for a living or for whatever reason, they, whatever uh, accreditations they have, or, you know, Mm -hmm. using the right word. I don't know. Doesn't matter. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, accredit, accredit, accredit. I, I, do you know what? I tried to, I tried to fucking correct you, and I was worse than you. So, <laughs> pronouncing it. The point is, uh, I'm not a professional movie critic, but I want to say something. I want to say, I, first of all, I'm not calling out Rotten Tomatoes. I think that they do a great thing. They do a great service, and I'm not calling out movie critics. I don't think that uh, what they do is not also cool. But I want to let something, I want the, everyone to hear something about me. And obviously this is my podcast. A lot of people know me, but sure. I want to speak to this because I want to change this rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And I want to say something about myself. Okay. Just an uh, anecdote. I've been robbed at gunpoint twice in my oh. life. And both oh. times. Oh my God. I have deliberately 
antagonized the gunmen, just trying to see how fucking serious they really were. Really? <laughs> and really? Saying this, I want to say that to like uh, the movie critics out there that do this professionally. Um, we're not the same. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> no. And no. so if I enjoy a movie, maybe it's different than the way you enjoy a movie because perhaps yeah. if a man sticks a shotgun in your face, you don't think like, I'm gonna see how far this dude will go. Uh, that one actually didn't go great for me. The uh, other one went really well though. Uh, I got robbed by these, well, I didn't get robbed. Uh, I held at gunpoint by these uh, two assholes. And I was oh so fucking annoying and like just really pushing their buttons. They drove off wow. in the Thunderbird. Yeah. Uh, in their Thunderbird, <laughs> this is so bizarre. They didn't, get, they didn't get shit from me. Uh, the other time I was robbed at gunpoint, uh, they had a shotgun and I started up my act again. They did try to put it into my mouth, but I wouldn't open my teeth. So, what? so, oh they, my. so they, they got it kind of like, like this, like, like up my, they got my lip up, but I wouldn't open <laughs> my mouth. Worse. So it was yeah. like kind of in my mouth, but like, I'm like, if your teeth aren't open, is your mouth really open? No, someone's just jamming, jamming it under your lip. That's about it, which is, which, <laughs> wow. Wow, that's fucked up. I mean, I'm Canadian, so like getting robbed at gunpoint is the is like a very exotic thing here, you know. Oh, like well, it, it almost never happens. I mean, doesn't mean that there isn't violent things that happen in Canada. I've been robbed at like knife point, but uh yeah, no, I'm I mean I don't know any like be, getting robbed like with a shotgun in your face is uh is not something you'd hear about in Canada too often. Well, they they really they had me they had me dead to rights right there because I was in the passenger seat of the car. We were in a parking spot, so I really had very little like moves I could make. And my friend my friend at the time he was the he was in the he was in the driver's seat, and they had another person right. on that side as well. Uh, oh, my God. only move was to grab the barrel and push it, which would have blown my uh, very very good friend's head off if they had pulled oh. the trigger. So I decided oh they could God. have my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> You gave and, it over. And eighty-nine dollars. So. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. That's it, crazy. it was fun, and then like the police were there, and it was like fucked up because I wasn't doing legal shit at that time myself. So like, uh, it was so weird, man. I had to like go to court. I had to like dress up. I had to point like they make the, they make you do this thing, and uh, they're like, really, cause, well, because they uh, I had jury duty while this was happening. So oh I was at jury duty and the fucking, uh, ever, I told everyone, and I was, that particular instance, I was 18 years old. And okay. uh, I was the only person on jury duty under 30. And so everyone was treating me like I was like a, some kind of kid. anomaly of kid. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I got robbed. And, and they're like, and this, uh, it was the grand jury. So I, I heard like, I think like a hundred cases on that. Like I had jury duty for three months hearing grand jury cases. Oh my the, God. Uh, the, like the, the top detective of the, of the robbery division came in to like, you know, try and uh, pass something on to a, another thing. And it was like, Hey, Doug got robbed. Doug got robbed. And he like took me out in the hall and he was like, tell me everything. And I was like, all right, well, it was this dude. He did this. And he's like, I know that motherfucker. What? <laughs> what? He, yeah. He just, he knew exactly who fucking did it. And then they like they dragged, they dragged my ass over to the fucking police station, made me look at uh, a photo of him. I was like, "Yeah, that's that guy." Oh my god! It was terrifying when I was that's in court. Because like also back then I was like when I was eighteen, I was like being a snitch is bad. 
but also fuck that dude because he stuck a shotgun like against my teeth it might have yeah. broken my enamel so fuck him <laughs> fuck that guy who fucked up my enamel i will have my vengeance <laughs> the weirdest thing i did though so the the prosecution was like will you point at who uh pointed the shotgun at you and i like for some reason i didn't do a regular point with like just one finger i like decided to just do my entire hand kind of like a karate chop and i was like him <laughs> and he looked at me and he was like and he was a scary old man you know like this guy was pretty the guy that robbed me was like probably 40 and like gnarly looking and he gave me this yeah. look like he's like someday i will fucking kill you oh my god oh my god yeah. Oh, yeah, because they make you point at the person that like, is this person present? And can you please point to the person? And then they put it down on record that like, you pointed at this person and they give their full name so that there's no, uh, there's no mistake, I guess. I guess, it, I don't know, it's kind of theatrical, I guess. It's fun. It was a whole plea deal thing anyway, because uh, then the defense came at me and they're like, they're like, were you drunk? And I was like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and they're like... <laughs> what does that have to do with anything though like, you know were you on drugs i was like i mean i had smoked a little bit of weed i mean i wasn't on drugs yeah you weren't like like tripping out on acid or anything and and hallucinated that someone stuck a shotgun in your mouth like you you know what's the relevance of that why have i not brought this up today's movie review uh -huh. is with the <laughs> one and only Leah Lorenowitz, host of I'm Deep Throat Podcast, one yep. of the funniest people I've ever, ever met. You're uh, ridiculous. <laughs> so glad here, Leah. Did, did yeah. you watch uh, the film? Of course I did. That was my assignment, and I always do my assignment. A story as old as time. A story <laughs> as old as shit. Yeah. The resort, <laughs> <laughs> the resort yeah, town. Good of Snowfield, Colorado is under attack by an yep. evil spirit that almost wipes out the entire population, yep. possessing a number of those it kills. As mm -hmm. the locals continue to fall victim to the demonic presence, it's up to Sheriff Bryce Hammett. His name's Bryce, really? I didn't even notice that in the movie. That's right. also Ben Affleck is Bryce, great. Uh, but also, <laughs> what's why we picked this is because we were trying to do like a early Ben Affleck movie <laughs> yeah, right. yeah yeah I mean it, it seems it seems appropriate since he's kind of back in relevance I guess because JLo's leading him around by the dick again I was gonna so say for, that. yeah so this for is, some well, reason this is before he was ever like big enough to even uh catch JLo's attention oh yeah no no this was this was when he was still like kind of an indie actor you know what I mean like when he was still kind of coming up and doing like mall rats yeah yeah mall rats and yeah he hadn't quite got to the uh the interstellar there's um, also like when like when rose mcgowan married yep. uh, uh what's his fucking name marilyn manson was, yeah they weren't married they were engaged but they uh he told a really funny story about her on the howard stern show after they broke up marilyn manson it, did yeah yeah i have to say like so uh re-watching this movie like i was like it must Marilyn Manson must have been somehow so much more glamorous in like 1998 or whatever. Sure, probably, probably. I, I just I don't I don't I mean look I'm not. Also, he's like in a lot of shit for being a bad person, but yeah, he's been a bad person for a long time. Unfortunately, it seems. <laughs> I wonder if like if like him being like I'm the devil, <laughs> like it was. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but, but honestly, uh, back then I would like, you know, that was the thing is I never got into Marilyn Manson because I didn't think it was cool. Like when he was all like, <laughs> I, I'm the devil and I don't have a dick. And I was like, um, I'm not going to be like stoked on this. I'm going to be into the Deftones. And that's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's my new metal, baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically he was like, you know, he was freaking out parents. Like he was, he took, he made a lot of money and by taking in all the like goth kids as his, you know, surrogate children so that they could piss off their mom and dad and embarrass them by listening to Marilyn Manson and, you know, walking around in Marilyn Manson t-shirts and shaving off their eyebrows and dyeing <laughs> their hair black and stuff like that. So that's, that's where he made his money was, was taking in the sort of disaffected youth. And letting oh, yeah. them have some sort of rebellion, you know, because you're listening to him. But it's like, it was all so very theatrical. It's funny to look at it now and think that people were like, he's in cahoots with Satan. And it's like, this is silly. <laughs> like, this is silly. Like, have you seen his concerts? Like, he's wearing colored contact lenses and like, a, like garter belts and like fishnet shirts. It's like, why do you think this is a threat? Like, <laughs> it's a guy <laughs> making money. It's a guy making money. I'm still setting the scene. Hold on. Yeah, of course. It's up, it's up to Sheriff Bryce Hammond, Ben Affleck, to ben lead Affleck. the response. He's helped by FBI employed Timothy Flight, aka Peter O'Toole, which I yep. uh, messaged you. Yep. That Peter O'Toole's in this, and you said that uh, your dad yeah. used to like kick it with that guy. Yeah, they were drinking buddies in the '70s. Uh, they, they, yeah, they really were. <laughs> <laughs> So every time, every time I see anything with Peter O'Toole, I feel like for some, I feel like I know him. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, he's part of our family, even though like obviously I never he met was like him. Like Lawrence of Arabia, then he got crunk as fuck for like 30 years, and then he was kicking with your yeah. dad. Yeah, he was. Well, my dad met him in a bar in the 70s, of course, and uh, my dad was a musician, and um, Peter O'Toole was shooting a movie in Toronto and he also was in Toronto he's making this movie called Power Play and it was like a like a it was an action movie and they were filming in Toronto at like the the Navy base and then he did a play in Toronto Uncle Vanya from Chekhov so my dad was playing in a band in the um in this bar regularly and one night he saw Peter O'Toole sitting by himself and he was like holy shit and he was just like, I'm going to talk to that guy. Cause like one of his favorite movies was Lawrence of Arabia. And he saw it like so many times. So he went over and he's like, he went over and he just sat beside him. And he said, I made sure I, I, I saw what he was drinking and I ordered a bunch of them to keep him going. And then right. they just, they just started talking and drinking. And, and um, I mean, they both, they both, <laughs> they both like, you know, really liked their, their beverages. Cause they were, they, he was like, my dad was like, Peter O'Toole is like, I've never seen anyone be able to drink that much and stay that coherent for that. Because <laughs> like, he was like, he's wow. like, he was just knocking them back. He said he was a really nice guy. And then he started coming to the bar on a regular basis to talk, to like hang out with my dad and like talk with him. And they would, you know, get completely shit faced. And then, um, and then shortly after that, when Peter O'Toole left, he was there for like a few months, but then when he left, he actually ended up having to be hospitalized and he almost died because, oh he, because he had liver damage from drinking too much. Holy shit. Yeah. I was yeah. about to say something, but I feel like I shouldn't now, but what? <laughs> well, I I'm compelled to just say whatever comes to my mind. Anyway, I was going to say, yeah. I'd love to like, uh, run into your dad at a bar and then and then impress him with the fact that I can drink even more than Peter O'Toole right. and turn British halfway through. 
that was the thing that was the thing but he said yeah he could keep his he could really keep his shit together when he was when he was drinking like he said he was a really nice guy and like really like kept his shit together and he was he was just really friendly and he didn't put on any airs like obviously everybody's like oh my god it's peter o'toole but nobody would sit beside him because they were afraid that he was going to like punch them out or something because they had heard all these stories about him that peter o'toole can fight i don't i don't see it I don't see it either, but apparently he had quite the reputation and it was like, don't fuck with him. Cause when he, when he drinks, he's, he's mean or something. But my dad's like, that's just a rumor. He wasn't mean. I can see like British. also back then, like when being British was like, kind of like less common and he could be like, oh, I think you're swine. Polite yeah. swine, but swine nonetheless. I, I saw that, I saw that. Yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah he, could, he could, he could totally like fucking. Yeah, exactly. Like he could insult people and they'd be like, that's so, that's so adorable. Oh my god! And also, he was Peter O'Toole. So, like, it, he said that it was like seeing him in a in a bar and just like a regular bar in Toronto, like no, nowhere really fancy, was like he's like it's crazy. There's like he's a movie star and he's just sitting there chilling, and it's like he just had like a movie star aura sort of thing. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, he was he was Lawrence yeah. of Arabia, and then he was in uh, what movie were you been doing? Phantoms. Phantoms. He kind of did everything like he did every kind of movie you could imagine like he was in everything like he just worked and worked and worked until he died pretty much um so that was pretty much ben, and then deputy Stu wargle who oh god leave schreiber and is that my yeah. name correctly leave schreiber yeah you got it most you people got it. Uh, would know him as uh saber from the x-men movies and i would say like a uh, shout out in this movie like, as far as acting goes because they made him Dwight from The Office completely. <laughs> like, if Dwight was a serial rapist, they like. Yeah. Him, yeah. Like, um, it's it's his, just weird. Like his character is amazing. His character is amazing because it's like, what were they thinking? Like, what were they doing with him? Because they give him like Jeffrey Dahmer glasses, and then they're like, <laughs> they have him just leering at like the women, even though there's like some sort of catastrophe that's taken place in this tiny town in Colorado. Well, he also says like, like the, the type of like sexual predator things he just says. Yeah. Uh, like they're off, like by today's standards, I mean, they were yeah. glaring. And I guess maybe in 1997, uh, that was like, ha ha. <laughs> but like last I week I was watching this and I was like, holy fucking shit yeah yeah and he and the whole time and he's just like he has the jeffrey dahmer glasses and the fucking chewing gum like really aggressively the entire time like he's just like chomping on it like a fucking mule and (laughs) and just like and it's like what is going on with this character like because we don't see who he is before this we just see him in the middle of a catastrophe acting totally bizarre even before anything like happens to him and it's like how this guy's a cop like what's going on and he and well, of course he's a cop yeah because he's a piece <laughs> of shit um but he's like but he and there's like that weird suggestion like when he sees that that woman's like dead body in the fucking like hotel room and he kind of sits beside her and like is sort of touching her and then ben affleck's like go out in the hallway <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like it's like a it's a it's a dead old woman in a bed that's like melting and he like yeah it's like caressing yeah. her leg and, and saying like, weird things and what? yeah but hey man what? shout out Liv Schreiber for being in this fucking movie oh let me finish <laughs> this guy because I, mean, I didn't even is, bring up the, the the like kind of the main characters are basically uh local doctor Jennifer Paley 
played by Joanna Going, which I don't recall her being anything else ever than that. But I do recall yeah. her visiting sister, Lisa, played by Rose McGowan, everyone's yeah. favorite, directed by Joe Chappelle, David Chappelle's uh, less popular, less funny. I'm assuming it's a white guy. And also yeah. uh, written yeah. by Dean Koontz. This is probably the most Dean Koontz uh, yep. movie I, I've read a, I've read a couple books by Dean Koontz, and you were saying that you uh, had this, and you actually might read it again. And I try. Well, I tried reading it, and then I and then I just didn't have the time to sit down and read it. But but actually, it's but it is very different from the movie. Like the movie is definitely the Hollywood version of the book. Like the book is very. Um, the book is not populated by very good looking yet in incredibly inept people. You know, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty much the opposite. It's just normal people who can actually do things instead of just kind of wander around uh, a set, like pretending to be, a, you know, people who know how to do stuff, but really they're just kind of mannequins that have come to life. I feel like, uh, like Dean Koontz is an author and I, and first of all, I don't write novels, so I have no room to uh fucking but you read them so oh well, yeah I've, I've read uh like i think two and then i've seen this movie and i feel like uh yeah. it gives me enough to know that dean coots likes to do things where it's like he creates a situation it's hell basically yeah. and satan but yeah. then crazy twist it's actually science what? yeah that's like it that's, turns that's... out the people are the problem yeah 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 it's like <laughs> it's pollution yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's it's people are the issue or something, and so and and ironically, people have to come up with some sort of solution to fight it. It's confusing because the book is more like like Lovecraft, you know, like yeah. it's supposed to be more like shit from other dimensions. And I was going to say, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, this is like possessed petroleum, basically. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's basically what it is. Well, they they uh, do a lot of like Lovecraftian language. Like for instance, uh, it's called the ancient evil. Yeah, uh, yeah, mean, yeah. What the fuck else are you gonna get out of that? Uh, so what, what else? Yeah, let's yeah. Set the scene. It's winter, sort of. Rose McGowan and her sister, whoever, are in a car, and she's like, "Yeah, I want to go back to Los Angeles where everything's fucking awesome." And she's like, uh, "What do you want? You want to go back to pollution and gunshots?" And she's like, "I love pollution and gunshots." Yeah, yeah. They're sisters who, um, in the book, Lisa is fourteen years old. <laughs> So Rose McGowan's character gets a major age update, I guess, because they they didn't want it. To, they wanted to have like two sexy sisters who dislike each other in a in a in a wintry wow. setting with like very <laughs> nice with like really nice winter gear. And yeah, for some reason, despite being an adult, Rose McGowan, it, like clearly a woman in her 20s is being forced somehow to live with her square sister <laughs> in like in, in like a snowfield colorado for a month or something i don't want i you're so right it came across exactly like that and that's yeah uh, yeah not, not having not read the book i totally felt like i was like why is her 24 year old something. sister forcing the 22 year old sister to do something yeah. and also how is the 24 year old sister like a like genius like yeah doctor of everything yes yes <laughs> Yeah, she understands everything. She's so un incredibly young. It's like if this person would barely be out of pre-med in reality, but she has a whole practice in a small town that like she looks over everybody. 
she's such a weird character though because like I don't I don't know if, like what the deal was why she has such few lines like she she doesn't talk very much and she doesn't do very much for someone who's supposed to be like you say a genius it's like her sister like seems a, to know more stuff than her she's like, like a stern <laughs> uh she's like a stern doogie hauser like yeah. her she yeah. like uh I don't know if people remember doogie hauser md but uh, oh yeah the, the ad actor who was that actor um oh fuck neil patrick harris he's in uh fucking everything it doesn't matter the he's point in everything is, now yeah yeah like, yeah she finished her residency when she was like 16 and now she's like i'm gonna go take my sister to like and i, I was like it's not even like a ski town it's like a like why is this a vacation spot yeah why would you go here unless unless your vacation would end with you know you killing yourself or something it's like well this was nice but yeah, we all know why i came here yeah, it's so depressing and sad looking. Like it's not, it's supposed to be, yeah, like a winter retreat for people, but it doesn't look like that at all. And the setup of the town is like really odd. It's like, they live right across the, like, they're like, we have to go into town. And that like just entails walking across the street. And it's like, how small <laughs> is this place? The, the, the entire town is like four or five blocks. Yeah. I would like, I would like to add a caveat right now and to just say that, um, I still stand by the fact that I do not believe this deserved a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes because the yeah, first time I watched I it, I, I thought I enjoyed that movie and then immediately forgot what it was about. And I watched it again. Yeah. I was like, oh, and it was all new again. And uh, yeah. I'm barely remembering this and I just watched the movie. And I yeah. do have to say the entire reason why I even know this movie exists, we have to give a shout out to uh, Jay and Silent Bob because there's a scene- Oh in my God, you're when, right. Uh, when they confront Ben Affleck and Mark Wahlberg and Jason Mewes goes, yo, Affleck, you was the bomb in Phantoms, yo, when they steal the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, I totally had forgotten about that. Yeah, 13% is like, it's not a 13%. Like, I is it is it like outstanding cinema? No, it's pretty forgettable, but it isn't like offensively bad. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's fun. I think it's cool. I think it's, and I think it's a. I think it's clever. It's funny. I mean, it's it's an entertaining movie, no matter what. But it's it's not like yeah, it's not something that's like super memorable or anything like that. It's definitely got some like clunky, clumsy things. But something about it, maybe it's just because it's got that '90s charm to it. It's like I can't be mad at it. Like I'm yeah. not. I wasn't like infuriated by the movie or like frustrated <laughs> out of my mind. Like, after like the first uh 15 20 minutes so, like you know they drive to the town everyone's dead there's no one in the town and they're they're horrified and there's like scary sounds and all kinds of you know not yeah. great special effects and then yeah. oh bad yeah 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 Very out of out of nowhere boom the most handsome sheriff you've ever seen this like it's like bang and especially back then it must have been like what because it was like a yeah. fucking yeah. uh like Calvin Klein model wearing yeah. a silly cowboy hat and a cloak shows up and he goes like, yeah. I'm the sheriff of this town. And he's like, got that underbite. He used to, you know, like Ben Affleck used to just always just let his like lower jaw just hang. Cause he's like yeah. always like always dripping. <laughs> it's so much because he's got so much jaw. Like he's just one of those men who's just had, he's just, his face is carved by angels, you know what I mean? And it's like, there's just so much jaw. When he showed up, I mean, I the first thing I saw was that fucking cleft chin and then that goofy ass hat. And I'm like, 
And then that sheepskin, like that shearling coat he's got on. And he's like, and then he's there with Lee Schreiber and that yeah. other guy who nobody, <laughs> like, who just dies later. Like, I don't even think they show his death. They're like, who cares? He's the other sheriff guy with a mustache. He's he's not going anywhere. You know, he's always going to be the supporting guy in indie movies. We needed somebody else. But yeah, I, I want to ask you this. Uh, if you maybe see this the same way that mm -hmm. like the uh trajectory of ben affleck is kind of oh, like uh alec baldwin in a way yeah i don't know if yeah. you remember a uh, very young alec baldwin is a they have a very yeah. similar like uh yeah look a they're feel. like they're yeah. very like pretty like yeah but also like masculine dudes who are like moving into like a different type of hot but it's not the same like they're like almost yeah. like different people yeah yeah it's like it's because i because i mean i was i don't remember i don't think i had like like i didn't have a crush on ben affleck when i was growing up but i know that he was amongst the hot you know like girls liked him and then i was thinking like i was like i don't why were girls into him and then when i saw this movie i'm like oh word i get it i get it i remember oh oh his face <laughs> oh oh these feelings but now yeah they're becoming these guys all eight like these these Hollywood guys like they all age kind of the same you know and like they start to get like a little bit of the gray and then a little bit more worn in the face and then you know but Ben Affleck I think is he seems like he's more of a fuck up you know because he's had so many problems <laughs> I mean, like he's he's, he's he, like one of the most famous memes is literally him like outside with some man tits smoking a cigarette and just yep like, just like unhappy life. <laughs> like, yeah like, yeah like, yeah <laughs> and there's something about him like there's just something about him that's like you look at him and you're like i i know this guy is very successful and very famous but i still feel very bad for him like i i somehow don't want to be him or experience <laughs> his life and i'm like i don't i don't think i've ever had this level of pity for a millionaire in my life you know like he just seems in in interviews like sometimes he tears up over stuff like it's like i don't know if he's he's still wow. in withdrawal or if he's like He's still like kind of hung over from the night before and it's he's tearing up over that. But there's something about him that's like he's not a happy guy. Like he seems kind of like bloated and 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 teary-eyed and <laughs> shell of the, the man that he once was. <laughs> it, it could be like so many things too, because like you know, like he co-wrote Goodwill Hunting with like yeah. uh Matt Damon, like and yep. although those those guys have like shot to like superstardom since then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. probably it's one of those kind of things where it's like how can you ever feel as dope again in your life if you were kind of like a yep. struggling actor you wrote your own screenplay you starred yep. in it it yep. was the most like and at that time it was like the movie that was the most accepted like just blown Acclaimed. out of proportion ever like everyone's like you're a young the greatest thing ever and so like yeah uh, yeah 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 I, yeah you're right you're right because it's like it's like everybody wants that success really young and everybody dreams about that and it really is once in a lifetime like very few people ever have that success but also having everything like achieving the biggest thing you could possibly achieve in like an industry where it's hard to achieve anything at like 27 it's like where do you go you're like, chasing the dragon you know yeah yeah the dragon you know you're 27 and you've won an oscar and like you're very successful everybody wants like wants you in their movie women love you men envy you you're you're you know you can write your own ticket and it's like but what 
like the struggle's over and there's some I, I think there's always like a bit of a sadness there of like oh you know like where's the fire anymore I think, I think they don't have anything to to kind of work towards I think both those guys I think like um for Matt Damon it was like when he did the Martian he was mm. like it's kind of like a I still got it and then yes. for, for uh Ben Affleck it was like he did uh the town which was yeah directed and started which I would I agree is a great film really good to watch really fun to watch really cool movie I thought yeah. it was thoughtful I don't you don't have to agree with me I just I, I've never seen it I've never seen it I've seen oh shit I, really I've seen I, I would say like I would say it's like his biggest achievement for sure yeah I uh, have seen Gone Baby Gone which is actually really good well that's Oh, he directed that. Yeah, you're, I, I was I was thinking that his yeah. uh, brother. Uh, his brother's in it, but it's uh yeah, it's a really really good film. Like I was really impressed by it. I was like, holy shit! Like he's actually you know he took some very complex subject matter here and uh, was able to complete you know portray complexity. There's no easy out. There's no like obvious thing here. It's like yeah, this is a fucked up situation, and he managed to handle it. It's riveting, you know. Like it's there's nothing about it that's like you know lame or or you know doesn't really work it's no, like yeah the guy is clearly talented as a matter of fact first of all i'm going to uh rescind any sympathy for ben affleck that i ever had because <laughs> that i mean like it's it's not like he just had success like a lot of actors have great success but mm -hmm. he has like the kind where you like he's going to be revered like people will, yeah. gone baby gone will be remembered for a long fucking time and it's yeah it's a yeah great movie yeah and he's and he did argos and everything and like you're he's, right he's he's, looking, yeah why am i yeah, feeling sorry for ben fuck ben. No, i'm just kidding no no you know what i still feel bad for him because it's like you can have all these fucking things like but i think everything comes at a price and people don't realize that it's like i don't think you can end up that famous and that successful in such a high stakes industry with so much money involved and so much at stake and not like lose yourself you know, because like, you're always on display, you always have to live up to like these really high standards, like, who can fucking handle that on a regular basis to not kind of like lose it sometimes. I you would know? say like, specifically to your point would be that Ben Affleck, like, uh, just recently, obviously, we were talking about like, got back with JLo. Yeah, oh, like, fuck. what year is it? Shit. Like, like, what? like, uh, like, hypothetically, that sounds cool. Like, uh -huh, someone was uh -huh. like, Hey, do you want to uh, be on a boat rubbing on Jello's butt or whatever? And like, yeah, almost, sure. any dude in the world will be like, well, that's my dream or whatever. Sure. And for Ben yeah. Affleck, it's like, fuck. He's like, yeah, I'm on a boat rubbing Jello's butt, but I'm being photographed by these freaks. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. not even like yeah. a personal experience. This is like, everyone gets to watch me do this. It's like, not even for me. So, yeah, true, yeah. true. It's like, it's like, yeah, you're in a relationship with this woman, but it's like, it just seems so insincere. Like, it just seems like, how do you know she really has any fucking feelings for you? Or if it's just like, well, it would be interesting if I dated Ben Affleck now, you know, like, that's always kind of some of it, you know, is that it's like, well, I've dated this for, you know, because it's like people like that, they live their lives, you know, for the public. I don't think they they never get any privacy. They're never really alone. There's always a team around them telling them what to do and like telling them, you know, what to wear and how to act and what's good and what's not. And it's like, I, I don't know how you would get any kind of like private, sincere moments. Like, I think a lot of times these like big couples, they maybe at moments like find themselves like alone together and then they're like, oh, 
I don't really like you or know you or anything. Like, like we're never alone. Like we're always smiling on red carpets and everyone thinks we're great, but we're never alone to like really figure out who the other person is or if we have anything in common. I think, yeah, he's got, I mean, he, yeah. Yeah. He strikes me as someone who's some, who's like very troubled, but talented. Um, you know, one of those very successful, but yet uh, somehow there's something that's always kind of missing. A lot of those guys are like a lot of those movie star guys seem that way. It's like they have it all, but there's like something haunting them, you know? <laughs> oh, shit. I've been haunted before. I've actually lived in a haunted house, but I don't want to bring that up on this particular podcast because. Well, you're just going to say that and leave me? Jeez. The movie Phantoms is very interesting because. You yep. think it's the devil or ghosts or whatever, but what is it really? A sci-fi fucking creature. And that is another reason why Rotten Tomatoes, get your shit together. It's not yeah. ghosts. It's fucking science. It's really good. Call Peter <laughs> O'Toole if you could, but he can't. He's dead. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. alas. Yeah, he's um, been dead for eight years or something. I would do a seance right now, but I feel like I cannot do a really good Peter O'Toole for too long. So I'm going to try sure. to get I think when the, when the FBI first rolls in on Peter O'Toole and they're like, he, <laughs> he, he works at the National Enquirer. And it's like he, news of the world, like where, where they like have like stories about <laughs> Bigfoot and stuff like that. Like it's as hack as you can imagine. He's, he's, been, he's been drummed out of academia. And yeah, for uh, his he, wacky views. <laughs> and, and they're like, why do you work here? And he's like, well, I must pay my bills. And he's like putting like, like two lumps of sugar in his tea. Like he's literally like has a tea set that the queen would have. He has and a tea he, service. He's a full tea service and a complete like tailored suit that he's wearing. Yeah, he's dressed as though he's actually going to be visit, visiting Buckingham Palace that day. Yeah. And he goes, but he works. Yeah. The, yeah, works at like the Weekly World, like the the lamest yeah. trash uh, tabloid. Where, like, that's yeah. all about yeah, Garvey. like that. Bill at that time, I think like. Bill Clinton's an alien is like one of the headlines. Yeah. yeah, shit like that. Like, uh, like, uh, yeah, alien babies, like women giving birth to like lobsters, like, like just, <laughs> just complete garbage, like just, just real, real bottom of the rung, like not even celebrity gossip, but like weird Sasquatch shit, you know? And he, yeah, he's been drummed out of academia for his wild ideas. And he has taken this lowly position, which he does with tremendous dignity in class. I agree. <laughs> I agree. You know, hey, it's like hey. he takes, you know, he's earning, he's earning his coin and he's going to approach it with all the, uh, all that he would have given academia, except it's not. Yeah. And like, a, like I said, and I, I love when the, the FBI agents are like, and they kicked you out of Princeton like a bitch. He's like, and he goes, well, yes, the uh, Academics are swine. They're polite <laughs> swine, but swine nonetheless. And then he like sips his tea, and I'm like, yeah. "Fucking boss, dude." Yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck with him at a bar necessarily. I don't know. Right? Can you see like from his aura that it's like, would you go up to that guy and just be like, "Hey," like it's like I, mean, I, would, I would be, I would be drawn to him. I would be like, yeah. I would be like, say banal shit in British to me, please. <laughs> all right so the fbi yeah. kidnaps him and they take him to this fucking like haunted town but it turns Still, out it's yeah. like uh yeah. it's a whatever it's a mythical it's a, it's it's pretty lovecraftian it's pretty lovecraftian although i think in the book it's even even more so because yeah the the fbi and all the fucking you know all the people show up 
you know, like uh, with their hazmat suits and whatever to figure out what's what's afoot. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's haunted petroleum oil essentially underneath the fucking earth that yeah. is that, that his character discovers, uh, which is uh, Timothy yeah. Flight. And they yeah. discover him because the uh, the petroleum wants him there. The petroleum has lured him lipstick, there. Lipstick. It writes on a, on a on a mirror. It says Timothy Flight, the ancient evil and that's how the yeah. fbi even fucking knows to go get him because this is a sentient petroleum uh evil yeah that and controls people to to leave clues and shit like that so that they can lure him because I, you know what without him like i realized like without that character like everybody in that movie would just be fucked yeah. like he's the only thing he's the only person who knows anything about anything who figures shit out who like gets gets out the the fucking microscopes and the computers and is working shit out and it's like you're working this old man to death you know you, well, you fucking this, this just dawned on me too because like things were so different and like i i can't remember the the uh, year of the film i think it's, it's 97 or 98 doesn't really matter late 90s 98 i think yeah this is, this is yeah. back when you could be like the fucking uh like acad colleges and academics and intellectuals are a bunch of assholes and they yeah. and conspiracy theorists are being kicked on the street when they're telling the truth and like and now we're like we're like in this situation right now we're like we're like overrun with conspiracy theorists that like yes. to, to the point yes. where it's like it's its own fucking virus i was like oh shit man like it i don't want to hear what you, i don't hear what you think man yeah <laughs> yeah i i mean i mean you're you're absolutely right about that because it's like conspiracy theorists used to be like really one in a fucking billion it would be like that one person and they'd be like oh great you'd see them on like a sasquatch documentary like they poke their head out of their trailer and say something and then slam it and you'd be like that guy's gonna die alone in here i don't know like whatever but but now it's like it's it is it is like invasion of the body snatchers like you could be talking to someone and then suddenly they start talking about 5g and you're like no you're one of them like <laughs> Holy shit, I had no idea I mean, you were this person. In in many ways, I feel like I've been usurped because I was absolutely one of the, like, you know, 9-11 was uh, very fishy to me. And, you know, sure, and also, sure. I mean, fuck, there's like tons of hard evidence to back me up on what I have to say about that. But also sure, the yeah, Afghanistan yeah. war, which has just ended recently, well, supposedly. And oh, well, all, these, all these, started. I had, I had about a bunch of conspiracies. I was like, well, isn't this just uh, corporations just getting over on us? And... But the problem yeah. is now uh, what they've done is they've infiltrated everyone that it was was making like just uh, critical thoughts. Yeah. And when you boil it all down and the, the one that really bothers me the most was uh, when I was like, because I got into like just now the conspiracy theories are uh, infiltrated and destroyed. Flat Earth is basically uh, it's it's Nazi shit. It's like uh, yeah. Yeah. Aryan, Aryan Brotherhood fucking but it's like yeah. if you're like if you're like i guess like you know a lot of people in prison are probably that are in the Aryan brotherhood or might be very smart very well educated ah uh, flat, flat earth is for uh the dummy the dumbest of the dummy people to yeah, indoctrinate yeah. them into uh anti-semitism it's it's, yeah, it's, it's you, yeah. you just it's a, it's a little thread you start pulling on it and it's where it goes it goes to that's very true. That's very true. Yeah. I, I mean, flat earthers, like flat earth really is like bottom of the rung. Like even some very, very hardcore conspiracy theorists, like don't fuck with them. You know what I mean? Like they're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not a flat earther. What do you, what, why would you insult me like that? 
you know, I just believe that everybody's a lizard person. I don't believe the earth is flat. Like I'm not an idiot. I just and know they ruin the, the lizard thing too. Like that's just a, like a Jewish thing. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of it is like really weird anti-Semitism <laughs> that is that is manifesting itself in these very odd ways so that people don't just say outright that they hate Jews. And they're like, instead they, they, they mask it in something else where it's like, the world is being destroyed and it's like but yeah when you follow when you follow the rabbit hole it always comes to like oh i see where oh i see where this is going like that old chestnut again like it's, it's <laughs> like can you can you imagine their like their mind process they're like oh god I hate jews but i don't want to say that publicly the earth that's never flat. worked for me before <laughs> for some reason so i gotta be creative with my racism <laughs> uh i'm gonna like uh just claim that uh Sci uh, I don't know. You know what? Then what happens is they take Peter O'Toole <laughs> into town. I, I, I love uh, what he's when they're like when the uh, I guess like the general or the captain, the the soldier leader. He's yeah. like, we're going in there. We're like, he's like, no, we're prepared this time. We can fucking handle this. We're the fucking military. And so actually, yeah. gonna, and this will come in later uh, when we talk, discuss Wow Factor for the final okay. uh, grade. As what I like about this movie is that uh, with, a lot, with a lot of like scary movies, like what it is, is the people are isolated. The army never shows up and saves them. Like no, nothing yeah, like that. Yeah. In this film, the military shows up with special forces, their top scientists, all that shit. And it doesn't yeah. stop being scary because this creature is way more powerful and it fucking just kills them all super fast and isolates them again. And yeah. it's a, but uh, on the way in, Peter O'Toole goes like, why don't you just put a bullet in my head right now <laughs> into this because you can't protect me with your military might you can't blah, blah. And, yeah 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 no. <laughs> yeah 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 and he's like it is i mean some of the dialogue is really really strange like some of the dialogue like is like what where did that come from you know what i mean like where the hell are you talking about when he's like it is chaos and it's like that's not an explanation that's not an explanation chaos what does that mean? What are you talking about? But of course, okay. then uh, they're in there. So uh, they, they roll in with these scientific tanks filled with like all kinds of like all of the science in the world. Yep. And Peter yeah, all the science. We like, brought the science yeah, to kill I, you. I forgot what he was, he's, he's even a professor of, but apparently he's also a professor of like all virology in addition to and yeah. bacteria and like philosophy yeah. and history and science. And he goes, oh, I'll do it's made out of like, petroleum. What I'll do. And so like the uh, the monster invites him in because it's egotistical. And yep. when they get in, he goes like, you know, that's how they get spread them. my gospel. And I will say this one yeah. that's, that's also great about the film is once they, like, while well, he's supposed to like, you know, study its uh, makeup, uh, it uses like a really cute dog that yes. uh, that guards them. But you know, it's a, like, it's, it's it has the mind of the monster, but it's like a really adorable like golden it's like a retriever. golden retriever yeah <laughs> yeah golden retriever and there's a really strange scene with ben affleck and the dog where they are where he's where he has to go and retrieve i love um, that scene yeah yeah the, i know the, it's like so the, funny. the darts like the, the guns that shoot darts yeah 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 that's right the guns that shoot darts that are um yeah they're it's some sort of virus that has been sort of 
tucked away, put aside. Somehow Peter O'Toole knows about this just in case there's an oil spill. Yeah. So they have this, he's like, there's some shit in the back. It's like, it's like he's saying there's some stuff in the back of the freezer. I don't know. It might, it might work or something. Or it's it, like, it, it I'll, I'll let you know that I am a professor of pseudoscience. And <laughs> is in fact a bacteria that will clean up all of the oil spills and Exxon yeah. Mobile and British Petroleum or no fault. We could have, yeah. it's like, yeah. it's like some yeah. early, it's like some, yeah, back in the nineties when they're like, no, no, no. We can fix oil spills and uh, cataclysm with uh, some fucking like sci-fi shit, which is not. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a special <laughs> bacteria that's been created that eats oil and excretes uh, like environment, like uh, like a clean environmental like atmosphere type thing, and it it like reproduces itself every eleven seconds. So it just is. <laughs> that's what they say. Like every eleven <laughs> seconds. So yeah they they shoot it at the at the giant petroleum at the evil petroleum thing because he realizes that it's made out of hydrocarbons which is the same thing as petroleum and the same <laughs> thing as crude oil and so this then, is a yeah i would say i would say this is a rose mcgowan's uh <laughs> finest hour <laughs> hour when she goes she goes do you think it's hell come up yeah. to get us and i was like what the fuck first of all it's not her fault they wrote that but like no no it's she did the best that she could with a terrible role because she doesn't she really as the movie goes on and and it, and you know because it gets to that point in the movie where it's like okay everyone's role become you know like the sister who's the doctor has to kind of like doctor now and like talk to peter o'toole and kind of translate for the rest of them what the fuck he's talking about and ben affleck is like you know whatever being handsome and loading guns and trying to <laughs> save everyone and then and then it's like but what is rose mcgowan doing here she's just some bitch from la that her sister dragged out here because she thinks she's got emotional problems <laughs> and she's just sitting around in her pink sweater with her lip gloss that never smears throughout this entire thing it's like what's she here for why would the creature keep her alive she has no no nothing to be part there, of it. there's a scene we glossed over in this whole that that her sister is bringing her away from LA and the violence yeah. of LA. And uh, when they first find out that there's like something afoot and they're, and they're in the sheriff's department yeah. and they're like loading, they have a gun and the doctor yeah. sister who knows literally everything can't figure out how to load a shotgun, which I assume is no. pretty fucking easy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the little sister goes, oh, let me show you. And she's like, click, click, click. She's like, living in LA is fucking got something good because I know how to like, what do you mean you you look you know you know you can load a shotgun because you live in LA like first of all like that's definitely a country girl thing yeah. to be like good at so are you like in a gang, gang? <laughs> like, your sister's so worried about you are you going into witness protection because it's like who is who is loading up pump action shotguns in Los Angeles in the late 90s and is hanging out with yeah, well, I mean that was in the 90s I mean like that was definitely happening but like I don't think who is she like who is she like uh like hanging out with though with the but that is pretty much the only thing she does that has any like that contributes to any sort of solution the rest of the time she just kind of wanders around with the other people and says strange things like after Lee Schreiber's brain gets eaten by that fucking moth thing that comes through the window she's that's like she's some really strange line where she's like but he wanted to kill the sheriff first because he likes that type of man. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> like, 
what is, is she telepathic and she never says anything else like that throughout the whole movie well it's the whole it's the whole dean Koontz thing where he's like he's yeah. he's trying to be like an m night uh Shyamalan kind of guy where he's like so. <clears throat> he's like there's a twist you right. think it's right. the devil but it's a people. science it's a science it's people <laughs> it's people yeah and it's it's yeah so it's like an evil it's evil petroleum that lives under the earth that for some reason has decided to come to the surface and whatever it eats it takes on that quality so because it's eaten all these people it believes in god and the devil and it thinks that it's god itself and and plays Patsy Klein songs and gospel music. And I have a, it's really confusing. I read a <laughs> Dean Koontz book and I, I have to share uh, because okay. I read it from cover to cover and I feel like that gives me the right to say something about Dean Koontz. Absolutely. It was a book, okay, so it's the same thing. It's always like a, a town and it's being afflicted by like something that seems like hell, but maybe it's uh, science. So, yeah. In this one, it's uh, all the houses are like turning into monsters and like they're eating people. But anyone that's like a really good person, all of a sudden, like they like they're getting beamed up into a UFO. So that's this is the premise: is like you're either getting beamed up to into a UFO and experiencing like true ecstasy, like it's the it's the happiest you've ever been, right, or right. or like houses like are eating you and there's monsters everywhere. And specifically, the only things that never get hurt are dogs and cats or children the houses oh, and the monsters right. and the ufo don't want any of that and people that are like the most like center of the road like you're not really like good or bad nothing happens to you and at the end of it uh it was a ufo <clears throat> like a giant ufo that had came, came by to take away all of the evil and good people and then leave earth for the people that are like middle of the road to kind of start over again with dogs and cats and children that is, that's dead what? straight. I didn't. I didn't leave a. I didn't leave a single thing out of that book. That's exactly what the book was. Oh my god! What? Yeah, Dean Coots. That's so <laughs> half baked. Like that's so like. Okay, what if? What if like? Okay, like people are bad, right? Or like people are good sometimes. But like, what about people who are neither? They're just sort of shitty sometimes. Like they don't call their mom enough or whatever. And then it's like the aliens come and they're like, you know, why take all? The, like it just seems so half baked. And then the dogs and the cats and the kids because they're nice and no one they don't do anything bad. You know, it, like, it does speak to me though because like I do love like dogs. Sure, I mean all animals are better than people. I I, I say this often <laughs> because. I like animals better than people. Like, I mean, they're right on. Whereas people, it's like, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm like, what are you doing? You're crazy. But animals are always like top drawer to me, you know? My uh, yeah. security program is telling me that I'm in trouble. <clears throat> Why? The CIA is trying to hack me again, bitches. Oh. All right. <clears throat> yeah. With all that so, precious information. I guess we should just wrap it up real quick before we score it. So uh, then Peter O'Toole makes me do that and this. Ben Affleck is like heroic. Uh, yeah. Rose McGowan lives. Uh, there's a one scene I absolutely have to bring up is when uh, Liv Schreiber turns into a squid, and yes, knows, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, this is also in the '90s when they still do uh, regular. Um, this is before like, everything was CGI, so they were still doing like uh, creature Practical. effects. So <clears throat> he's like a he has squid body, 
and they've like shot him with like the uh, bacteria and he goes did your girls slept me a mickey and i i would say that was the, <laughs> the cringiest line of the movie so it's probably like the one thing i was like you didn't have to do that i didn't fucking like that no 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 he didn't well he well because also when he's turning into a squid he goes under like that that wooden bar and he goes like under the limbo he makes a lift a reference to the limbo yeah 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 he goes he goes how low can you go yeah 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 that's right and it's like oh come on come on you did who did that Uh, the the whole that that whole scene if you edit that out as a matter of fact i think that rotten tomatoes would go up 20 percent it's it's probably probably, it's probably the worst scene in the fucking movie in my opinion yeah yeah leave schreiber going from Jeffrey Dahmer to Squid is just not it's just not appealing it doesn't work and they're like be wild be funny like it's like dude no don't just cut this fucking scene like this is the, yeah, this is actually I think falls on what I say who wrote the, or directed this uh Dave Chappelle's <laughs> underknown brother. talented white counterpart <laughs> Joe Chappelle <laughs> Joe Chappelle Joe Chappelle <clears throat> yeah yeah poor guy only claim to fame is a movie that most people don't remember. What a bummer. I, I recently watched uh, this thing by Dave Chappelle called, I think, Unforgiven. It's yeah. so good. Have you seen it? No, I love Dave Chappelle, though. He's awesome. <clears throat> he, it's, he's amazing. You know, he really, he's one of the few people that, like, he's in a position to do it, for one thing, but also that he can speak out against mm-hmm. a lot of what is fucked up in the entertainment industry. Yes, and, and he uh, he went. I mean, it's uh, so I, I guess anyone listening, I highly recommend. It's on YouTube. You can just check it out. And there's he, a. I don't know if this is from Unforgiven or not, but it's like there's this clip where he talks about um, Jesse Smollett, and he keeps referring to him as uh, Juicy Smollett. Well, that's from that's from <laughs> his Netflix special. Just yeah, 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 and it's like it's just so funny. It's just like just the way like I, I don't know. He's a genius. He really is. Like the fact that he and he keeps referring to him through the entire bit as as juicy small a, and it's just <laughs> in, in Unforgiven, it's it's good. He talks about like being like a a very young comic, like uh, you know being like eighteen years yeah. old and yep. experiencing like the kind of manipulation and abuse you can get like at that time and like uh and he was talking about like playing um <clears throat> what's that game the shell game yeah or, yeah and uh, finding out that it was like a uh, it was all rigged and. And then bringing that forward to say that Comedy Central did the exact same thing to him and, and uh, ripped him off for who knows how many hundreds of millions of dollars at this point. And he then he spoke, he was like, you know, he's like, that's why I'm out here speaking to my real boss, bosses, my fans. I'm, I'm oh. a huge Dave Chappelle fan. And he was like, he's like, hey, man, if you know, if you like me and you like what I've done, just do not watch Chappelle show on any of these streaming services, because I've been cut out of that deal. Like, shit, they screwed me when I was young and I was desperate so <clears throat> yeah and like and like i you know at the time like they tried to make him seem like he was crazy and stuff like that and it was like yeah. and that he he was ungrateful and that he you know how could you walk away from something like that and he he always just sort of maintained he was like no you don't know the whole story like it's not what you think it is you know because they they tried to make it look like he was nuts and ungrateful and just like an asshole and it's like no he, he realized what was happening that he was being taken advantage of and he was like, fuck you, walked away. Most people say, don't do that. I want to say that, uh, I think I would say Dave Chappelle right now is the greatest comeback in uh, in the entertainment industry that Probably, I've yeah. ever seen. And a lot of people like, would say something like maybe Robert Downey Jr. because he's made so much money, but it's different for him because like Robert Downey Jr. like 
just got high too much and fucked up his own career. And then yeah, it's all his own fault. And then, yeah, and then came back and it's like, when were you ever persecuted? You know, like it happened. Yeah, nobody ever hated you. No, I mean people people actually bent over backwards for Robert Downey Jr. Like even when he was a complete fuck up and was like going to jail for drugs and shit. Like people were still accommodating him and still hiring him for stuff and like finding a way around insurance policies. So it's like, yeah, he was doing it all to himself. And I mean, I'm sure he would admit that firsthand, but yeah, he's not, he was doing it all to himself. Whereas like you say, Dave Chappelle, that wasn't the case. It's like, no, he was, he was getting uh, turned out by the industry. And usually when that happens, like you're never heard from again, like, bye. (laughs) Yeah. And I I love that he read from that book that, uh, that was written by some like horrible pimp. But it's uh, it's it's, it's, uh, it's like valid. It's you know, it's like not that that was a good person or that like uh, what he did was right, but no. it's like that is like raw information. And I don't know. Yeah, I've listened to your podcast, and then you're, I mean, you're you educate yourself like so highly on like all these subjects before you talk about it. So I mean, you know what I'm saying. I try to. I try to. Yeah. And we were like the best movie reviewers ever because. I think we're talking so. about the movie Phantoms with I know, <clears throat> I know Ben Affleck, Rosemary Peter O'Toole, uh, Leave Schreiber. All right, so we're gonna yeah, score yeah. this on a three-part thing, and then okay. it gets a final score at the end. So okay, okay. First one, let's hit him with acting. Uh, you're an actor. I like to consider myself a really good at lying to cops. So. Acting. <laughs> which is definitely a a type of acting school for Mm -hmm. sure it's like some people are very um you know they're Shakespeare they specialize or they do that sort of thing you're lying to cops um imagine let's do let's do like a role play imagine you just caught me red-handed doing something and then just ask me like if I did it hey did you just rob that bank what that bank that bank that you just ran out of hey don't I know you No, yeah. Oh, oh, oh I know. I'm saying, like, you're you have really pretty eyes. Thank you. <laughs> and that is how I take down every cop every time because then they're forced to look at my eyes. For- yeah. So you tell every cop that comes your way, even like the big beefy ones that are balding, you're like, you got really pretty eyes. Although they might really like that, actually, considering what goes on in law enforcement. Um, every situation is different. I'm sorry. You just caught me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, also, I was like, I didn't know if I was supposed to pretend like if you were like a dude cop or if you were right, a right, cop. right, 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 right. I was just picturing myself in a cop uniform and I was like, oh, it'd be really cute, get it all tailored and stuff. That's, <laughs> that's <cute. laughs> that would be where my mind was at. Anyways, all right, <laughs> acting. Let's let's hit it. <laughs> um, the acting, you know, because it's because it's Peter O'Toole. I mean, Peter O'Toole is awesome in it. Like he really elevates the whole thing, right? Right. And like Ben Affleck's good in it. Like I'd say he's good. He holds his own. Um, I don't know if like the other actors were given all that much to work with. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like what, like that, like that doctor character, like she, you know, I said, she doesn't really seem to have a lot of lines, like who she's supposed to be. I think she was, you know, her and Rose McGowan were just hired to be like, you know, eye candy. And so it's like, they do what they, you know, I think, I think they try, but I don't know if they have a lot to work with at the end of the day you know what I mean like it's hard to make a role like that really work like stand out or 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 be better than just the lines that you have so you're a scared chick 
you can say like things that are not even written right for you. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, I'm sure that they read the scripts, especially Rose McGowan, some of the things she says and are just like, Oh, what? Okay, fine. Whatever. Like there's not much you can do with it, but I think they like, you know, they at least, uh, they do the best they can. I mean, Leif Schreiber's character is so odd. Like, it's like, I don't know what you would do with that. Like, I, that's what I, I, I think I'm going to start with Leif Schreiber first for like, uh, giving a good score because first yeah. of all, like that he's like, he's, uh, always you know, nowadays like cast is like masculine like you know like extreme <laughs> almost uh almost like a uh, sexy just based on like how masculine he is now sure yeah and uh but in that film he is literally like dwight from the office yeah but scary and rapier and like you know very I mean? rapey very so. very very scummy very um and there's no real reason why he's like that. Like he just kind of is. And it seems like that's not who he normally is. But at the same time, maybe he's kind of like that because Ben Affleck's character does order him to stay out in the hallway when he's like <laughs> being weird with that corpse. No, as a matter of fact, now, now that I think about it. So uh, uh, by the way, I, I should say this. We're going to like uh, do each of these tiers on a scale of one to five stars. So Okay, uh, okay. But before I move any further, if I had a shit job like fucking deputy in some whack shithole town and a yeah. guy that looked like Ben Affleck was my boss and I'm older than him and he tells me to sit in the fucking hallway, <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. already thinking right now, like, you know, I would not fucking probably behave well, especially as a, if I was a police officer, I'd be like, well, you fuck got, this fucking job and fuck you. That's exactly yeah. it. So actually, Leif Schreiber, you know what? Actually, when you when you put it that way, and it's like, yeah, it's like, but and Ben Affleck, his character, you know, redemption arc, because it turns out that he was, you know, sheriff of this fucking whack town, as you say, which is an accurate description, because he had shot a kid by accident. So he had <laughs> exactly. He wasn't even like. It's like he's like he's he is the sheriff of the town. Because he used to be in the FBI and he murdered yeah. a child. And this yeah. is like the best next thing he could get because like, well, they're like, well, he was in the FBI and it's our like standards are so low. Our standards are uh, so fucking low that we can put a fucking child murderer as sheriff. Of this yeah, yeah. And, and, and you have to be the deputy to that guy. I do say that like the, the, the scene between the, the sister, because it seems like they're trying to make the sister and Ben Affleck have like a romantic thing happening, but it just never goes anywhere because she doesn't yeah. really have much of a personality. It's not even and ships like, in the night. It's just nothing. <laughs> yeah, just nothing. Just kind of like, well, maybe if maybe if the world was ending, we'd hook up, you know, frantically. But let's try to get this shit dealt with. But yeah, he when he says first, when he says like, she's like, why are you sheriff of this fucking shit town? You know, implying that he's like, it's like, you're hot. Why are you here? Yeah, and he's right. like, like, <laughs> like, <a> <laughs> yeah, making like a, a flight yeah, attendant, yeah. man. What, why, why are you being a yeah, sheriff? Yeah, town? you could do anything. You could. Yeah. Why aren't you in L.A. being like a male escort or something? Like, why are you here? And then he's like and he pulls out this like dog eared friggin newspaper clipping with like a sad little boy picture on it was the worst haircut i've ever seen in my life that boy like, blew this fucking kid's head off because i was yeah. drunk <laughs> he's like he's like, he's was... like and it says like boy shot and he says i i thought he had a gun and she goes oh my god and he's like 
he didn't, I, I killed him. I, he didn't have a gun. And it's like, then how did you think he had a gun? If he's five years old. Uh, also like uh, uh, more uh, sympathy for Liv Schreiber's character. This yeah. dude, all right. So he's a he's a big smarty pants. He's way too fucking pretty to be a cop. Like, come yeah. on, man. Like, you're a cop yeah. and you look that fucking good. You yeah. he was an FBI agent, like high yeah. enough up, like in the in, it's really hard to be an FBI agent, you know, like a, a field agent. Yeah. It requires like you know, college and shit. Yeah. And then he accidentally opened a closet and blew a kid's head off because he was jumpy and now Liv Schreiber has to be a subordinate to this fucking guy. I, dude, I would, I, in retrospect, I wouldn't respect yeah, me. Actually, actually, when you put it, when you put it like this, I, I, I am looking at the character and he's a character that gets attacked and his brain is eaten and pretty boy gets to live. And if you think though- about it, like he, you know, he's acting weird and he's being weird and shit, but like a lot of it might be because like his reality is so hard to understand. He's like, Hold yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. I'm I'm fully qualified to be the sheriff of this nothing town. Yeah. This disgraced FBI agent who is a child yeah. murderer is my yeah. boss. And now that we found yeah. out there is like a supernatural element that has killed everyone in the whole town, he's demanding that I follow the chain of command. I yeah. wouldn't do it. Yeah, I'd be saying weird yeah. shit too. I'd be like, oh yeah. I can't off the top of my head think of uh, what disturbing things I might say, but well, it's like you know he's like she's pretty cute, and he's like and and Ben Affleck like throws him against a wall, and it's like don't do that, and it's It's like out of line. (laughs) Yeah, you're out of line, and it's like he seems to be doing his job. He's following what you're doing, like he like yeah, he's acting weird, but like this is a weird situation, and like he is way tall. The other thing too, I noticed Lee Schreiber very way taller than ben affleck like they couldn't really shadow like they couldn't really uh you know like hide that fact so that's another thing he's got to feel really bad about too because he's like i'm way taller than you my shoulders are broader yeah you're cuter but you are a child murderer a disgraced fbi agent and i'm older than you and i have to be i have to fucking listen to you like yeah i'm gonna say weird things to piss you off he's probably just saying that to rattle his chain and be like see this is why you killed that kid because you're so, so you're jumpy. We also brought up a great point that in the film I thought was uh, appropriate, but in retrospect was not. Was when Leif Shepard is like trying to just make a fucking small talk with Ben Affleck, and he's like, "Hey, you seem to be hitting off with the doctor woman." Yeah, yeah. I think that her sister is cute, and then Ben Affleck just loses his fucking mind and like starts yep. like, and it, it ch- like uh, grabs him in a chokehold and all this shit. Yep. And then yeah. Leif Schreiber actually like keeps his cool and says, yeah. hey, okay, man, chill. Is this what you mean by like being the uh, leader? Because you're not being a leader. So that's a good point. And at the time they are, they are getting like, they're like cleaning their guns and it's like, and, and fucking Ben Affleck decides to grab him and throw him against a wall. And it's like, yo, like you're fucking handling firearms and you're getting all, you know, handsy and weird and shit. And it's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. He's like, you're hitting it off, which, yeah, he was like checking her out or whatever. And he's like, I think she's pretty cute. He didn't say like, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking do something terrible to these women. He was just, he, just <laughs> he, was like, he was like, I think that you like that one. I like this one. They're both yeah. adults and yeah. they're in hell maybe yeah. or sci-fi yeah. hell. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're in, we're in, we're in Lovecraft territory, which um, nobody here is prepared for. And we're probably very close to dying. 
So yeah, hey, that girl's cute. I feel and like we we sort of like bled the uh, yeah uh, acting into the plot. So let's yeah. let's, let's let's throw some five let's throw some stars up because we've taken this yeah. uh, movie review longer than any movie review ever on this podcast. Well, it had to be. It had to be. But we're through the looking glass here. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. we we found we found something like oh, he seemed like a gross character, but then we broke it down and revealed something new. You know what I mean? That's what film review is about. That's well, what that's film, like- also why yeah. I selected this film. I don't give a fuck if we got 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I like fuck this movie. You. Yeah, there you go. So I, I, think, I think acting, maybe like three and a half stars. Hmm, all right. I'm gonna one-up you on that and give him four. Okay. Yeah, I feel that. I get it. A five would be just ridiculous. Like five is like. Well, five would five, five would disregard like everyone that isn't Peter O'Toole or yeah, Liv Schreiber. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Peter right. O'Toole really does. All right. Bump. All right. Plot. Plot. Oh. And this is, you know, we have to like think about like the, the you know the nineties. Yeah, I know. M. Night, Night Shyamalan. I don't. I mean, M. Night Shyamalan. Fuck. God damn it. M. Shyamalan? Night Shyamalan? Yeah, I'm Shyamalan. 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 That's what I said the first three times that I mispronounced it. Um, okay, keep so saying it until you get it right. When did, when did it even come out? I guess The Sixth Sense was like kind of his, like his banger. That was, well, that was kind of like the big, well, that was, yeah, that was the banger. It was and like, it, guess and, what? Well, you thought it was this, but it was this. And everyone was like, oh my God. He, yeah. just came, out, he came out with a movie now recently. It's called like, uh, you go old. to the beach and you get old. Yeah, it's I haven't so, seen it. I, I can't help that trailer makes me laugh out loud every time because it is so cheesy. It's like I can't believe this is a real trailer for a real movie that like people are supposed to watch and be scared of because it's like he was six years old this morning or something, and it's like this is funny. Like I don't know how you can and the, the girls like getting pregnant spontaneously. And she's like, "Mom, what's happening?" It's like this is so <laughs> dumb. Like this is so silly. Like every hour we spend here is like a year of our lives, and it's like, then get off the beach. And it's called old. Like what the uh, hell? Man, I don't know. <laughs> M Night has thrown me some fucking dope movies in his career, so I'm not. I'm not he here has to. Time, uh, but, he can, but he shit the bed as well. He I'm not here. I'm bed. not here to simp. I'm not here to cape. <laughs> but I'm gonna say, uh, uh, Fuck, what do I like by him, man? Uh, Sixth Sense, fucking loved it. Uh, sure. The Alien one, that one was fucking Science? dope. Science, yep. Science with Hawkheim, Finex. Oh, brother, where art thou? It was like, I, I think. Oh, okay. brother, where art thou? That's not- <laughs> we should, um, we should review that next. All right, so plot. Sure, sure. Plot, 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 plot. I don't know. Plot is pretty. Plot is pretty. Uh, it's pretty dodgy. You really, know? I was gonna say it's solid. It's like you think really? it's the devil, then it's the, the science. But that's been done like a lot. You know, like the gotcha thing, and it's it's just like evil petroleum. It's hard to like really feel like I don't know. I didn't think it was very. Uh, it wasn't terribly like original. You know, um, but like, didn't you think that it was like a supernatural creature up until the point that Peter O'Toole reveals to you that it is actually just an organic animal that lives on the planet Earth? Okay, all right, okay, 
I mean, I'm not, trying, I'm, not trying, I'm, not, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to force your opinion because you. No, 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 no. I mean, you're pointing out something that's true. That's you know, I can, I can be, you know, I can admit when I'm wrong. I'm not one of those people who's like. Unlike these kidding. motherfucking uh, the aggregate of um, professional. Yeah. <laughs> film reviewers. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't like. Yeah. I mean, there was something cool about that. I guess. I don't know maybe maybe it's more like how the plot was like played out you know what I mean like I don't I feel like it was kind of rolled out in a bit of a clunky fashion we can average uh my score with your score and just we'll both say them at the same time so fair one yeah. two three four two and a half okay so what is um why did uh, like three calculator out? what is that what is it's like three. It's like three. It's like three. Basically. Okay. So we're, what do we saw? We landed on a four with the acting, right? Four acting. Yeah. 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 Because I was like three and a half and you were like four. So it's like same split the difference. Now let's get to the real most important thing. And that's wow factor. Wow factor. And I have so many reasons why there's a wow factor. One, I can watch this movie, enjoy it all the way through, and then mm -hmm. immediately forget yep. everything from the movie. Wow, yeah. factor, that's actually something that's a quality of film that I actually it's something I appreciate. Like, I don't want to be haunted by a film all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what? That's actually a good point. There is something to be said about disposable. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, Requiem for a Dream. I watched that fucking movie and I was a kid when I watched it. Me and too. That's, that's back when, like, uh, you know, I was, a, I was like a for real kid, and like my friends would have like Ritalin, like, and I would like eat some of their Ritalin sometimes. And, oh. then, I, and then I watched the, I watched that fucking movie, and I was like, oh my god, I will never ever ask my friends for their Ritalin again. Jeez. And that movie yeah. like, was haunting. It was a haunting. Yeah, it's film. horrifying. I don't, need, I don't need baggage from the movies that I watch. So that's a good point. That's actually, you know what? There's something to be said about that. Like, there's something to be said about like just something being enjoyable and good but it doesn't like it's not that deep like it isn't yeah it's not it's disposable but like who cares you know what I mean like yeah. it's not a bad thing to be disposable is what I'm saying like yeah you don't have to be so disturbed or haunted or freaked out by a movie that you can't stop thinking about it there's certainly plenty of that out there but yeah there's something to be said about kind of disposable for sure you know what? And like I said, I can't be mad about the movie because it does have like a 90s charm to it. And I, and I dig it, you know, like it's, it's like that not offensive. How can you hate these people? Kind of like charm, like everybody, like movie stars in the 90s all just seem like so like nice. You know what I mean? Like there's just <laughs> nothing like particularly edgy. They're just, they just seem like really good looking uh, like solid people somehow, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like even if they're not in real life, they just come across that way. Oh, and I, I, and I had a thing to bring up this, um, this might not be like a super popular opinion, but I feel mm -hmm. like with like a lot of scary movies, like, uh, especially nowadays, they're getting, it's, they're getting like saturated with the jump scare, uh, oh, to, yeah. to the point where it's like, it's fucking yeah. up the point of even watching the movie. It was like, cool going back like, to the 90s and watching this and being like, there's going to be some jump scares, but they're like, they're going to space them out and put like yeah. five in the movie. And if you Maybe. watch some shit nowadays, it's like, oh my God, relentless. It's like, well, it's also like, uh, it kind of fucking ruins the movie to me. It does. It like, does because it, it feels like, I, I mean, it's such a, like a jump scare is supposed to be 
there for a reason. You know what I mean? Like it's supposed to be part of the plot. But when you're constantly putting in jump scares, it's like, okay, now you're just making a gimmick because you're not confident that like the movie itself is like going to be scary or sufficient enough. So like you're, you're just doing something that will create a reaction in people so that they think that more is happening than there actually is, you know, in case like yeah. the psychological aspect doesn't really pan out. So it's like, okay, but you keep jumping and feeling like, Jesus, what the, stop doing that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like the most like uh, egregious like, the thing is I don't even fucking watch these uh a lot of these like jump scare movies anymore now because I'm like I no. don't have time man they're not worth it they're not worth it they're really so, like, I guess I mean, like you have to find uh like the balance between uh midsummer and uh yeah <laughs> What's the most jump scary thing that like, pops in your head? Um, right I, you know, movies know. like uh, movies like uh, like The Conjuring or something yeah, like that. Anna, like, Annabelle, The Conjuring. The, yeah, the yeah, where it's just constantly shit coming out of like from around the corner, or, like yeah. there's some sort of demon face that comes out of the dark, and it's like, stop it, knock it off. Like you're just you're just trying to like get my nervous system all jangled <laughs> up so that I'm not actually paying attention to if this movie's good. <laughs> That's all you're doing. All right, we're coming to our final scoring. We're going to put all the things we said together. Yeah. And we always, like, uh, on this podcast, like, when we did uh, uh, Con Air, it mm-hmm. finally was rated as a movie Donald Trump would like. So, oh, like, for like, sure. So it gets, for like, sure. a little, it gets a little, like, title. Not, not, just, this is not just a number. Uh, right, right. I'm going right. to go ahead and say that no matter what we land on number-wise, it's yeah. at least one star above Midsummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 better than Midsummer for sure. Hell and yeah! All right. Yeah. So wow yeah. factor. Hit me with your wow factor. Uh, I'm gonna say three and a half. All right. I'm gonna hit you with a five. So whoa. That's a that's a four, a four, a three. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So we come. Uh, I would rate this movie better than Midsummer. Oh, for sure. 100%. From acclaimed, amazing, uh, smart, funny, Leah Lorenowitz. Oh, thank you. And me, Doug, the guy that hosts this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I did not prepare at all, but I feel like we we came to a really good conclusion. Yeah. Phantoms is better than Midsummer. For sure. And I would say that it's like, it's like, if you want to remember Ben Affleck, if you want to go back and remember what Ben Affleck once was, then, I mean, this will, this will punch you in the face with the nostalgia of that. For sure. And I would highly uh, suggest you do this over the movie Armageddon, like, which we could have done, which people will actually have heard of and probably would have helped to get more downloads, but Fuck it. <laughs> I, I would still watch it. I don't give a shit. I found out that my this podcast, my podcast is like in the top ten percent in the world right now, and I yeah, barely I even know what I'm doing. I, 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 I still, I still basically don't even know how the fucking, like how to do basic computer shit. Like that's, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. It's fun though when you don't know what you're doing and stuff. Like it's fun to. It's always kind of sucks when it when you're like, I have to make sure I know everything before I even start something. It's like that's just such a cop out, you know, because it's like, just do it. 
for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Man, I feel like we should like make this like not even a bonus episode. This should just be a a real a real episode. If you want to, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you it. Know? Fuck it. Fuck it. All right. Fuck it. So uh shit. Uh I don't even know how to end one of these. Um Phantoms is better than Midsummer, but totally. slightly less good than the um, town or Argo. Sure. As as ben Affleck goes. sure sure yeah unless you're in the mood for like a dean koontz movie then it's really really good sometimes (laughs) (laughs) if you're if you're feeling dean koontzy this is top drawer if you're feeling dean koontzy then why don't you (laughs) step on down and try yourself some phantoms yeah yeah if you're feeling if you're having one of those evenings where you're like i could really go for some dean koontz-esque you know, I had a long day. <laughs> I'd sit by the fire and have some Dean Coons, but I don't want to read. <laughs> Next best thing, a movie written by him based on his own book. Starring Is he still alive, ben you think? Ben Affleck. I think he's still alive. I didn't look him up, but I, I'm pretty sure he is. He's considered the poor man Stephen King, which is still very I... rich. Yeah, dude, that's why I like him. He's a poor man, Stephen King. He's like, oh, I, don't, dude, I don't live in Maine. I didn't go looking for a dead body on the railroad tracks. I just think that I just, I'm just going to keep using hell and pretend like it's sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what? He, he can be called the poor man, Stephen King, but even a poor man, Stephen King is like incredibly successful and very wealthy. So <laughs> <laughs> not too bad. Leah, it's always yeah. a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me on this i don't even know i don't even know what to do with this i think this this might just should be an episode uh, do it do it make it right. happen um well then i'm yeah. gonna stop recording right now